Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to the Morally Straight Podcast, a show that brings you into conversation with the LGBTQ activists and allies who fought for a more inclusive future in the Boy Scouts of America. I'm your host, Mike DeSocio. I'm an independent journalist and Eagle Scout. In today's episode, I talked to Kate Reedling and Mary Anderson. The pair of scouters and moms led the Chicago chapter of Scouts for Equality, where they set the standard for grassroots activism in the campaign for gay inclusion. Thanks for listening. Let's jump in. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Kate and Mary. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. So I wanted to start off with your origin story, so to speak. I think I've heard it from both of you. You have a pretty interesting uh, story about how you both met. Can you tell me how that happened? (laughs) Why Um, you describe it? You bet. Um, Well, Mary and I actually met because I bought the house that our next door neighbors wanted Mary and her wife, Jan, to buy. And um, so they continued being friends despite not living next door to each other, uh, which is how we ended up at that 4th of July party in their backyard um, the month after the BSA announced that they had done a two-year secret study and decided to maintain a policy that we didn't know about um, that did not allow openly gay scouts or leaders. Um, Both of us had first graders that had just finished Tigers and didn't know what we were going to do. Yeah. Can you each give me a bit more about your background? So your your neighbors, you met at this party, but you both had a connection to scouting. Um, So uh, Mary, maybe you can start, you know, what was your connection to scouting at that point? So my connection to scouting at that point was really small um, in that I had a young son who really wanted to do scouting. He wanted to do all the outdoor stuff and everything. And I was like, okay, I think there's issues with the scouts. Better do a little research. And I actually called the um, district office and said, hi, I'm Mary Anderson. Uh, My wife and I have a son who wants to be a Cub Scout. Is there going to be any issue? (laughs) That's my prank. And I got kind of some hemming and hawing. And then I was like, oh, no, no, everything's going to be fine. And then learned, of course, that we're not going to be fine so um so I wasn't quite sure what to do but my kid really wanted to do it so I was like all right then we'll figure out what we want to do and then um I also had been following Zach Walls because um Zach and I grew up in the same town and Zach is the founder of of Scouts for Equality Zach and I grew up in the same town our parents knew each other various ways um he's several years younger than me but we had the same scholarship programs we had all these different connections and then I had heard he was starting Scouts for Equality and I was like you know what maybe this is after Kate and I had our conversation we're like maybe we should reach out and see if there's something we can do so okay yeah and before we get into that part of it Kate can you just give us a bit more of your scouting background I know you have pretty deep roots in the program too for sure um well at that point my roots were I had also just finished uh, first grade scouts with my twins, um, which really amounted to, because I, I had um, my fourth son by then, he was uh, an infant, um, but my husband, who's an Eagle Scout, had been managing meetings and I guess a de facto assistant den leader since two of the kids in the den were his. Um, that announcement came and 
really my husband Chip, uh, having been an Eagle Scout and also an adult volunteer as a commissioner when we lived in North Carolina, um, he was able to kind of give us some background on what the um, language around scouting and the hierarchy and and how things worked. Um, so he was kind of a a resource for us um, when we found. Uh, when I talked to Mary in, in the, our next door neighbor's backyard, uh, I had started Googling cause you know, that's what you do when something happens. I thought, well, we're going to, we'll do something else. <laughs> we'll, uh, find a different program, um, and started doing a lot of research and I just, yeah, I got much more interested in the scouting program because I learned about all the great parts of it and what was wonderful and how many people cared really deeply about the program. And, um, then I, then I was mad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So instead of defecting, you decide you kind of want to fight for it. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah. How does the next, like you, you meet each other, you're both pissed off about this and you decide you want to do something. So what do you decide to do next? <laughs> an organizing meeting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We started organizing. Mary was the uh, Mary is an attorney and had a lot more uh, political acumen and an understanding of how organizations um, work politically. And um, I just knew a lot of people and um, was always talking with people and on the playground and, and around around town um, as a great connector and, and a great communicator. <laughs> thank you. Um, and we literally like started Googling and finding people and Mary would start that my recollection is that Mary would send emails to the Scouts for Equality organization and be like, we would like your, your, um, bylaws <laughs> and finding out later that they were like, oh, we need bylaws. So, <laughs> um, of course, all of that was in the works. I think the organization itself was, was organizing fast. Um, but. Mary knew the moving parts that we would need to have in place. Um, and then I remember it was uh, November of 2013 that we made a flyer that we put up around town to have a meeting at the library, as you do when you're getting ready to do some things. Yeah, and then we not only and then we talked to Zach and we talked to Jonathan and said, okay, we're doing this meeting, we're putting this together. And John's like, well, actually, I happen to be in Chicago, so I'll come to the meeting. Um, we did a little presentation, I think, and we had like 50 folks there. I mean, it was actually quite a good turnout. We were a little like a tad overwhelmed. We're like, we did not expect that. Um, which was great. It was really, really great. And so they were like, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> And we became the first official chapter of uh, Scouts for Equality in the United States. So, I admit San Francisco uh, argues with us. Golden Gate says they were first, but we say we were first. <laughs> sure. Okay. So, <laughs> so I mean, either way, you you did get uh, started very very quickly. Like after that first meeting, I think during the first uh, few months, or definitely the first year, you you marched in Chicago Pride, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. So, what was that experience like? Harrowing. I, yeah. I remember the first year being very scary and um, nerve wracking. And I recall that we had, um, there were two current youth scouts who were 
participating in the color guard. And one of them uh, right before actually backed out because he'd been threatened by uh, leaders of his unit that he would be, um, he could be kicked out. And um, he was involved in a lot of different aspects of scouting and was really, was scared, basically. Um, I remember that I did not wear my um, volunteer uniform. I wore a t-shirt, a Scouts for Equality t-shirt. Um, and it was with a lot of trepidation um, and a lot of emotion, for sure. Well, it was cool. Once we got to the parade, we were lining up. It was really super exciting. I mean, the the feedback we got from folks was really great. Like, oh my gosh, the Boy Scouts are here. Like, this is great. We're like, we're not quite the Boy Scouts. We are Boy Scouts, but we're Scouts for Equality. And so we and um walking down the parade and actually turning there's this one corner that you turn at the beginning of the parade and you just see this huge line of like basically a million people and just have and we were at the very front of the parade and so having this giant roar go up as we went down it was really awesome we had the little ones we had the little ones in a in a convertible behind us so they didn't have to walk the whole way <laughs> oh that's amazing <laughs> okay yeah um I know from previous conversations that there were a couple other like big uh, projects that you worked on as a chapter. You were filming some advocacy videos. You kind of became like a partner to the National Scouts for Equality organization to uh, develop some material. Are, are there any, um, you know, other moments from the campaign phase of this that really stand out to you? We have that little, there was, there was that little bit that we would always do. Um, I'm Mary. I'm Kate. I'm gay. I'm straight. And we're Scouts for Equality. <laughs> <laughs> we filmed that a couple of times. Um, uh, uh... We also, let's see, we did the Moms campaign. Um, remember how after, so we had a big, so Scouts for Equality, we all gathered in Estes Park at the YMCA camp and just figure out kind of like the next stage of the campaign. And um and out of that, we put together a mom's campaign where we, where Kate and I reached out to, to uh, scout moms across the country to get them involved. And we had, we used that little bits and we used a couple of other things. And so we used that as well. Um, and then we were actually putting together a really cool video, but actually the, uh, the, um, the policy changed before we got the video done. We have, we were actually filming folks not only in Oak Park, like um, political leaders, parents, kids, et cetera, but we were doing it around the country. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, but we never got the film done because uh, the, the policy changed too quickly. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Our work was, was too good. So I do remember thinking two things that stand out when you ask that question, Mike, is um, one, I remember thinking when we decided to start this work, I was certain that my all of my kids would be long out of scouts before we achieved our goal. And I, I was committed to seeing it through despite the fact that it was felt like it was going to take a very long time. Um, and my kids weren't even out of Cub Scouts by the mm -hmm. time. My oldest were still in Cub Scouts when we um, got the policy change. So um, that was huge. And then I think especially, 
you know, Mary mentioned that national gathering, that was the first one. And walking into that room um, the first night and seeing all of these people, primarily men, um, who of, of every different age, who were so dedicated to this program that despite the fact that it had caused very deep harm to many of them, they were still showing up to, to fight to save it and to, to make it be what it says it is. And that was, that was very, very powerful and provided a lot of energy for me going forward in those really difficult places like national annual meetings and uh, jamborees and spaces that, um, where we had to stand in the gap, literally, um, to make space for people that wanted to participate in scouting, but were told that they were not welcome. Mm. Yeah, that's really powerful. Um, and like Mary said, I'm struck by like how, yeah, how the, the speed of this surprised really everybody, I think. Um, and I know that when the vote was announced, you all ended up having an in-person watch party. I think it was one of the only ones in the country, really, because the vote took place via conference call. Um, can you set the scene for me and, and tell me kind of what that watch party was like and what you experienced there? I think, Mary, wasn't it at the Greek Kitchen Restaurant? Yeah, the Greek Kitchen Restaurant, which I actually happened to walk by the other day. It still exists. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was on their rooftop, I remember. Yep. Uh, Representative LaShawn Ford was there, who had been a board member for our local council at that time. Yeah, we had a bunch of other Scouts for Equality members there. And we all had, I mean, we all had our, there was all these um, tall boy tables everywhere. We all had our laptops set up because we were trying to, trying to see it and, and ask them to put the news on above the bar. And, um, and we had like the Scouts for Equality board um, on one laptop and we were like Googling everywhere on another laptop. And so it was really, really exciting. And then um, and then finally, I was just like, uh, I, we heard, I think it was actually Representative Ford told us because he heard, because he was in on those calls, but we were not in right. on. And that's when we called Zach and said, oh my God, it passed. We won. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really, really great. I used to have TV coverage too. Don't you remember that kid? Like ABC. There was a media. ABC. There was. A, yep. Yeah, which which was kind of funny because it was just like a bunch of moms and Eagle Scouts standing around in a bar looking at a screen. So it wasn't very exciting uh, B roll, but <laughs> right. <laughs> they really looked, but they but they covered it. Yeah, and it's so funny, Mary. The reason I got connected to you is kind of you know, I saw on the other end, Scouts for Quality on this same evening was having a live stream. And Zach says, oh, I got a call from Mary Anderson in Chicago. And I was like, who's Mary Anderson from Chicago? So that is how they found out in real time. You know, you heard from Representative Ford, you called Zach, and that's how they kind of communicated it to everyone else. Um, so that's really awesome. great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was kind of, you know, a huge victory obviously and then there wasn't a whole lot else that was really obvious to fight for necessarily after that so what happened to the chapter after that victory how did it kind of wind down 
I mean, as I recall, we did have meetings um, discussing, you know, that that Justin Wilson, the executive director uh, for Scouts for Equality, um, was asking us questions, the, the local chapters of what do we want to do next? And there was a, a, a very broad understanding um, that there were some folks that were in it for for the three G's, gays, girls, and God. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really more of an all the way person. <laughs> um, so we did, we stayed engaged and continued fighting um, and lobbying scout units to um, embrace um, the BSA's plan, although it was often <laughs> um, ambiguous what the BSA's plan was. Um, and also it was definitely an inside outside game situation. So we were also showing up at national annual meetings and pushing conversations about diversity and um, making people feel uncomfortable about the exclusive policies that scouting had and in some ways still has. Um, so yeah, we, we kept working as long as there was anybody that was interested in continuing the work. Mm -hmm. And the way Kate put it is like inside, outside is a perfect way to do it. Cause I moved up to the national board and this is always kind of my role too, like behind the scenes strategy. That's kind of the way I think. And Kate was always much more on the front lines, the amazing communicator, connecting with people, being out there. And, and, and we continued doing that. And without the gays, girls, God, um, we got the gays, we got the girls, so still working on the God part. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, but the board, yeah, but the national board and the organization kept together. We also have those, um, the inclusive uh, patches, and we were continuing to use those, and those are still used to this day. In fact, actually, um, Kate, the council, the district that, that Kate's boys are in has actually integrated it into their council patch, if I remember correctly, right? Mm hmm Our council president at the time, um, Stephen Schwab, had um, used that patch um, the inclusive scouting knot um, as a template um, to create a, a council patch that he developed to encourage diversity and inclusivity. So it had the the rainbow um, uh, knot um, around the outside, the gotcha. rainbow cord around the outside. Oh, very cool. Okay. Yeah, it was really cool. Well, Kate and Mary, we just have a minute or two left here. I'm wondering if we can end with each of you sharing like one big takeaway from your experience running the Scouts for Equality chapter in Chicago. Well, I mean, for sure, organizing works, um, even if it is a the oldest, malest, whitest um, organization, private organization in the country. Um, organizing works. And um, I would also say that as, as tired as they are of hearing it, um, young people have hold a lot of power um, in all parts of our society. And when they demand change and uh, we support the direction that they want to go, then we win. We all win. Yeah, I was really inspired about how 
a couple of moms and a couple of dozen Eagle Scouts could have such a huge effect. I mean, we were such a scrappy group, but we so worked together incredibly well. We all had a North Star focus that we were going to do. Um, and um, we actually took those values and the, of, the, of the Boy Scouts um, to make to make that organization a better organization than it was. So um, I'm always been I'll always be very, very proud of what we all did collectively uh, to change that to change that organization. Absolutely. I'm also very proud. I'm also very proud to say to add that those two tigers are now eagles. Yes. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. Um, well, Kate and Mary, this has been a real pleasure. Um, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much, Mike. Thank you, Mike. It's been awesome. Thanks for listening to the Morally Straight podcast. If you want to learn more about this story, you can check out the Morally Straight newsletter over on Substack and subscribe for free to receive new content every Friday. You can also pre-order my book, Morally Straight, on bookshop.org. And of course, if you like the podcast, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app.